Welcome back to Love, Life, and Legacy, the podcast dedicated to helping you navigate these hypersexualized times. Today's cool, everybody. It's very cool. This episode is very cool. Let me tell you why it's so cool. Benji and I are going round for round, pound for pound. We're doing five rounds of figuring out what is the best way to beat phone addiction. I came up with five points. Benji came up with five points and we're comparing notes. We don't know what the other has written and we want you to be the judge of who's got the best five points so that we can finalize who is in fact superior in all respects of life based on this one conversation. Just kidding about that last part, but we would love to hear back from you. Who do you think had the best five points? Listen to them through the end. They're really good points. It's not just about foreign. Porn? <laughs> foreign is phone porn. This is about phone addictions, just general addiction to your phone. We all are somewhat addicted to our phones, but there is a way out if you want a way out. So without further ado, let's listen to the gory details of this amazing fight, this battle between brawn and bro. I don't know which one's got the brawn. I got the beauty. I don't know. Anyway, let's do this. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, hey. Welcome back. I can't not say welcome back. It's just the thing that we say here on planet Earth at this present stage of humanity. That's it. Today, we're going to do something crazy, everybody. Crazy. Benji and I don't know how to rap, but this is kind of like a rap battle, but like podcasting sexual integrity battle. That's it. And Nailed it. Yeah, we're talking about phone addiction, right, Benji? You are hot on this topic. This I is am. something you wanted to bring up. It's something that if you stick a quarter in Benji, this is one of the first things that he says. You know those dolls where you they have like the pull cord and they go, hi, my name is such and such, and I like this. Benji's pull cord, his thing would always be, let me talk about phone addiction, everybody. And so- There's a snake in my- exactly. Yeah. There's a reason though, Andrew. Okay. There's a reason, brother. Tell me why. Okay. And the reason is we went to Europe and had all these workshops. And I kid you not, almost every person that I spoke to, man, woman, or child, would say that the thing that they struggle with is phone addiction. Because we do give a compelling presentation in the workshop explaining how, to some extent, we all have a dependency on some kind of stimuli, like an addiction, essentially, to kind of soothe ourselves, right? And we kind of introduced this idea that it's, addiction is not just some far off thing that only drugs something physical or something more emotional, right? Or, but a phone addiction keeps coming up over and over. And I think part of that is because it's so prevalent and it's somewhat unavoidable, right? And I think you and I have both. It's a thing, yes. So you're right, Benji. It is a real thing. It doesn't seem serious just because everybody does it and we all kind of want to justify ourselves or our right. whole world, any country that has phones, they're all addicted to their phones. And the question is, what do we want to do about it? So today, what you and I are going to do is we did not consult each other at all. So we don't know what the other is going to say, but we're going to go round for round, five rounds mm. of points that we feel are the best to combat phone addiction. So like our five best tips on how to beat phone addiction, but Benji came up with his own five. I came up with my own five and we're going to compare notes literally in real time, one by one. And here's the thing, everybody, this is where your participation is crucial because we want to hear from you who wins. Maybe if you could take notes, if you're a real keener, I know we have some listeners out there who are really fundamentalist 
High Noon podcast or listeners. If you guys really want to do it, you can tell us which rounds I won, which rounds Benji won, and then who the overall winner is. But if you just want to like let us know, <laughs> put it in our social, like on Instagram, if you're on Instagram, or email us. Let us know who you think won, and we'll tally those, and we'll do like an episode on bragging. Whoever won, we will brag to each other about winning. Let's do it. Sound good? Yeah. So let's Rochambeau. You guys can't see this, but we're going to do rock, paper, scissors to see who goes first because we don't have a quarter. We ain't got it like that. We ain't rich. It's a nonprofit here. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Was that a rock? You this just didn't rock. move. This I thought you rock. were frozen. Okay, fine. <laughs> so rock, I shot a scissors. Technically, I lost, even though Benji just didn't move and he waited. But I also shot my scissors off screen. So this is according to every record you lost. Technically, spiritually. Well, no, these could be laser scissors. They could be hydraulic scissors. They could be a myriad of scissors that can destroy rocks. All right. But in this game, I'll let you in. Okay. You want me to go first? All right. So what you got? Yeah, yeah. But first of all, if you're trying to beat a porn, sorry, a phone addiction or a porn addiction for that matter. The first step in changing any behavior is to understand the impact that it has had on your life so far. Because we like to have a hypothetical like, oh, if I continue on this path with this dependency on my phone, what will happen to me when I'm married or when I have kids or when I have that new job? But to understand the impact already, because that's really what it takes in order to change a behavior is understanding the ramifications that your actions have already had on yourself, right? And so this specific practical tip I can give you guys to get serious about beating this thing is to simply look at your phone usage stats, right? And I know most mm. people don't do this and I refuse to do this for so long because honestly, I was a little scared to do it. And I can tell you guys, when you actually see how many hours per day or per week you spend on YouTube, on Instagram, TikTok, whatever your thing is, you will start to notice the trends and you also, most importantly, you'll start to see the impact because one of the greatest impacts we have with phone addiction is actually the opportunity cost of what you could do with that time and energy and focus if it was placed elsewhere, right? So that's what I did, mm. especially with YouTube. Because like the other platforms is like Instagram, whatever. YouTube was the thing that was like my bane for a while. And so I looked at my stats and I was like, man, that's like two hours a day, if I'm honest with myself, that I could be doing something else. And so that's what I did. And it radically changed the way that I viewed my internet usage because I found other opportunities to do things when I was tempted so to speak, to use those apps. I would go to, anyways, I'll talk about those later on. But that's my first tip. Look at your usage stats. Be honest with yourself. Ask yourself if there's a more productive thing that you can do at that, those, that time and look at the opportunity cost of things that you could be doing otherwise. All right, that's it. All right. So that's good. My number one is different than that, but I do have a similar point as you. So I'm going to do that oh. and I'm going to see if mine's better than yours because oh. I also said, Look at your usage, okay? Because you do get this weekly report. But my addition to that is that it's really important to look at that with somebody. So I was talking mm -hmm. to somebody and recommending that he looks at that with his parents and be like, this is how I'm spending my time. What do you think about that? I look at my wives and my wife looks at mine periodically. When I say looking at ours, I'm talking about our stats. So we do that periodically just for reference like how are we doing and then so that's part one is like showing it sharing it with somebody and then the next thing is to get better week to week what does better look like you tell me i don't know 
But the fact is that you can gamify it with these stats. It becomes a game. What percentage of time are you using on your phone productively or not? It's not necessarily about time spent, because what happens if you're just listening to a lot of books on tape, like audiobooks or podcasts or something productive, or you're talking a lot to your friends, WhatsApp messaging, whatever, making trillions of dollars on some app. So it's less time spent on your phone and it's more how you are spending that time on your phone. It could also be time spent because we do need a break. For God's sake, we need a break from our phones. But I think the key criteria is much more about what you're doing on your phone. So to figure out how you're winning or losing, I would suggest sharing your stats, your weekly report with somebody in your life hmm. and then talking about how that, how you feel about that and what you would like to do with that information in the next <laughs> All right. So not gonna let basically, me I feel like I already won that. that first round. So let's go to the second round. Benji. No, that was good. Yeah, you totally one-upped it, one-upped my suggestion. <laughs> you can tell I'm a little competitive. All right, so I'm going to explain my second tip for you guys here, and that is to make a clear pros and cons list for using any of the platforms that you use, whatever app you use, whatever website is your thing. And the notorious one that keeps coming up for people that I talk to is actually YouTube. And for me, that was a big struggle too, because it was like, I didn't really care about Instagram. I didn't really struggle with Facebook or anything like that. It was just like mindlessly going to YouTube to wind down in the evenings, or it was during like toilet breaks or rest breaks, et cetera. So when I made this list, what was interesting is when I started doing the pros list, I really got honest and I was like, okay, there are three pros that I can see to having this use of YouTube, right? Number one, it relaxes me. Number two, it's stress relief. And number three, it's educational sometimes. <laughs> so, and I asked myself, are those true? And it seemed to me like it almost felt like I was a porn addict trying to justify a porn addiction when I was making this list. It's like, yes, it's relaxes. Yes, it's stress relief. But is it actually relaxing or is it making me more dependent on it so that I don't even know how to relax without it? It's more of an addiction than it is a useful tool to relax, right? Stress relief, also not true, real stress relief because I feel more stressful generally after it. Also, I'm depending on it just to not feel stressful. But the third one was educational, right? Which is usually what people say is like podcast, educational, YouTube, educational. But if we're honest, I would wager that 90% or plus of the time that people are using YouTube, it is actually not educational, but it's more mindlessly just scrolling and seeing what the YouTube universe algorithm feeds them at that moment. So I realized that in myself, it is educational, but it's a very, very, very small percentage of the time that I'm actually using this app. And that's a few hours or an hour a day that I could be doing something else that is way, way, way more productive for me. So then I went to the cons list, right? And that's when my mind was just like, oh my God, this is not healthy, right? Because then it's like, well, I don't feel great, number one, after spending time on my phone, right? It's not just about YouTube, but like on my phone in general, just isolating myself. It's keeping me up. And also the opportunity cost, most of all, is I could be doing something else during this time that is more productive, that is probably educational, that is healthy for me, or that is more introspective and not just me consuming something, but me actually creating something. So I would encourage you to like make an honest pros and cons list and try to like rationalize with yourself and think, are these pros that I'm thinking I'm getting from these things actually real? Or is it more, do I sound more like a porn addict than a phone addict? You know what I'm saying? Because I think there's actually a lot of similarities between quitting a porn addiction and quitting a phone addiction because the dependencies and the kind of the root issues that we're dealing with when we do try to escape to our phone is the same thing that people generally deal with when they're trying to escape to porn, right? Okay, so that's it. I think you can have this round. I wrote, 
curate the apps on your phone, which means like select the ones that are beneficial and delete the ones that are not similar to you. But I would say that my point is less, I don't know, opulent in description. So yeah, curating just means according to your lifestyle, like you should only have apps on your phone. How many apps on your phone do you not even use? Just get rid of them. And the ones that are still remaining, do they help or not? Like a lot of people, I need it for work. Come on. Really? You can't do that on anything else? Instagram. Because yeah. even Instagram, you can post. There are third-party apps that you can post on your laptop that are way less addictive because Instagram wasn't created for laptops. So I really feel like we need, it helps a lot to have minimalist a minimalist approach to your app curation. And it's only the stuff that you really need. And I'll leave it at that because I do have another point to kind of elaborate on, I think. Yeah, so that okay. I'll give you that round. According, like I'm telling this, it's like a boxer who's counting how many punches he got to the face versus the other guy. So of course you guys can vote, but I felt like you won that one. Let me do this next round. <laughs> Let me start this one and see if you have something similar. In every phone, I have an iPhone, but if you have an Android, it's the same. If you go into settings, you go to screen time and there's a few cool settings that you can change. One is downtime, which is it's hours that your phone will refuse to operate according to your desire. So the automatic setting that it does is I think 10 p.m. to 7 a.m., which is really those are great times to not be on your phone. Right. So that's one. And you can choose according to your schedule, which times you don't want to be on your phone and it just shuts down and you can do it by app or you can do your whole phone just kind of won't let you go online. And of course there's a workaround. So it's not like a foolproof method, but it's to remind you, oh yes, mm. I wanted to turn off my phone and now my phone's turning itself off because I told it to. But there's also another setting called app limits and that limits your ability to function on certain apps, like how long you can be on an app and so on and so forth. So it's like with a sober mind, let's just say you take 20 minutes to think about when you want to use your phone, which apps, how long you want to use these apps. You just kind of spend the time to figure that out. You can program your computer. You tell it, please limit me and it will limit you. And again, you can always get around that. But the point is not to make it inescapable. The point is to start the process of being more conscious before you get into it. It's like, okay, before I go into this grocery store, here are the sections I'm going to go to. And here are the sections I'm not going to go to. I don't need the donut section. Why would I go grocery shopping for donuts? Yeah. That's crazy. So I'm just going to avoid that shelf. It's the same exact thing, just with your phone. But these are things that already exist yeah. in your phone for that sake. It's just most people don't utilize them very well. Hey, if you're getting something good from this episode, you will probably really enjoy our other podcast, The Blessed Couple Podcast, where we talk about how to create a smashing marriage and experience God in the process. And yes, we talk a lot about sex. We have incredible guest speakers that I think you're going to really love. All you have to do is search for Blessed Couple Podcast on your favorite podcast player, or just click the link in the description of this episode. Thanks. Back to the show. I will offer, that's a really good native way to use your phone because all phones generally have those settings. I'll have, my next point is going to be utilizing two specific apps that I use that have been actually like radically transformed the way that I use my phone. 
which in turn changes my behavior, right? Because it's a completely different phone, essentially. So number one is called minimalist phone. And I know this is for Android, and I don't know if it's for iPhone. I imagine it is, but it's just called minimalist phone. And it essentially just changes the entire look of your phone so that it's just like black and white and the apps are not colorful and appealing. It's just really boring looking. So when you go to your apps, it's just like, there's nothing to do here. I don't want to be here, right? <laughs> so it deliberately tries to make your phone just minimalist and boring as heck. And I think when you go to your app store, you actually have to search for your apps. So you are very, you have to be strategic and deliberate about which app you want to go to. So you don't just find yourself you know what you like, you're just bored and you just go to the app drawer and you find the most colorful app, which is usually Instagram or something like that. And you just click on, you're like, I didn't even know why I'm here. Like something possessed me and I didn't even try to come here, but here I am, right? So it kind of eliminates that whole behavior altogether. And the second app is called Block Site. And I've been using this for probably a decade now, actually. And this is beneficial because you can block specific websites and apps completely. And you can give the password protection to someone else. So I told my wife, I was like, honey, there are some websites and not just like facebook.com or like apps that are on my phone that I just don't want to use anymore. And I noticed myself just going there, even though I don't consciously try. And so I asked my wife to set a password so that I cannot even access these websites and apps ever. And when you do try to access it, it just blocks it. And there's this old lady that's like wagging your finger and like, get out of here. And of course, this is like you said, Andrew, it's a Band-Aid solution because obviously you could find ways around it if you wanted. But it's helpful because it interrupts the pattern and the habit of mindlessly just going to stuff, websites and apps when you don't want to. And what happens, which is interesting, is when you find yourself interrupted like that and you have that old lady come up, you're like, what are you doing? Then I'm reminded, it's like, oh, yeah, I don't want to go to this website. What am I doing? Let me go do something better. You know what I'm saying? And so what I noticed is I started doing things with my phone that are actually good for me and productive. So I started opening up the the notes app on my phone and journaling and like reflecting about stuff. It was like, today I feel really anxious or nervous or something. And I start writing to myself, like, why do I feel like this? Which is like a million times more productive than just seeing whatever the universe has to serve me on Instagram or YouTube or wherever. So I started going to the notes app and I also started Google searching random stuff that I've been curious about for a long time. And I just never thought about it. Like how big is the observable universe, right? And so I went down that rabbit hole and I was like, my goodness, this universe is ginormous. It's like unfathomably large <laughs> when you actually think about it, right? And we don't even, and that's only how much we can see with the telescope, right? Anyways, my point is that when you do these pattern interrupts with these apps, it helps you decide better things to do instead. So that's it. I'm going to call that round a draw. I'll let you all decide because yeah. mine is already in your phone. Benji's are great apps that he's found. He's been into the app jungle and come back with these offerings for you. So I'll let you decide on this who won that. We have our referral link in the description below. Yeah, yeah, please. All donations help support <laughs> minimalists around the world. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go. I'll start this next round with this is more kind of esoteric, but very helpful, which is to decide what relationship you want with your phone. So that means, is it your secretary that does your bidding, right? You say, make me money and it makes you money. Connect with my friends and it connects you with your friends. Like how is it your assistant or is it your master? Is it your boss? Is it your slave driver? You decide. We're meant to decide, right? We just think it's this thing that we carry in our pocket and we never really decide what kind of relationship we have. And therefore, 
it sneakily takes subjectivity over us and becomes our boss without us even knowing it. We still think we're in control long past the fact that we've completely lost control, like no control whatsoever. And yet still somehow we don't even know how much of a slave we are to this thing. So to look at it honestly and say, what do I want my relationship to be with my phone? And it doesn't have to be as personified as a secretary or something like that. But just when you pick it up to have a sense of like, you're here to serve me is really, really, really actually important because when it starts fighting back and starts taking you to websites that you don't want, you say, ah, 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 no, 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 no. I'm the boss. And I say, we're going to this website to do these things. And a practical way you can do that is to write out your sessions. When you're about to go online, I write out my days now, like in much more detail. And I don't like doing it at all. But I do it the night before because when I don't, I lose a lot of time and my phone gets sassy or my computer or whatever. And it starts to have all these ideas of what I should do with my life. And I'm unclear. So I'm like, yeah, I guess that sounds like a good idea. And it just wastes so much energy, so much of my essence. So when I am prepared and I write things out, it's very clear which websites and which apps would support that. And therefore, I'm the boss. And my phone does my bidding and it's fantastic. Nice. There you go. I have an addition to that, perhaps. Maybe another practical way to think about it too. So my next point, I think this is number four. This is round four, baby. Round four is to do a total detox for at least four weeks of all social media, everything, including YouTube, including Instagram, Facebook, et cetera, all right? And if you think you can't do it, start with the pros and cons list and ask why not, right? You can give yourself the grace. This is something that I tell the guys I recommend this. You can have one like show, TV show, if you want, that you can watch for 30 minutes or an hour every day, once a night, if you want. But this is a total detox from everything. And the reason this is important is, well, first of all, it's temporary. It's not going to last forever. But also, you are able to reintroduce this phone use in, on your own terms, right? Because you're detoxing all of it. So like, as Andrew said, it's on your terms. You're in control. You're the master of your phone and you utilize it according to how you want, as opposed to it utilizing you. So if you feel like, oh, I can't do that, then that's a clear indication that, well, do you have a healthy relationship with your phone? So it's a challenge and you could ease into it. Like if four weeks is too long, try for one week, try for one week. And I guarantee you, you're going to notice some things about you that you didn't know. You're going to learn some things. You're going to grow a little and you might actually really like it. You might actually really like being disconnected from all the stuff that we feel like we need in order to live our lives. And then after one week, evaluate yourself and your progress and be like, do I want to keep doing this? And then do it for four weeks eventually. And I recommend this because I read one study that showed that the dopamine levels that we're all completely are all over the place for most people start to kind of normalize and level off after about four weeks, 28 days of detoxing with the dopamine system, right? So it can be a helpful way to not only quit a phone addiction, but also porn as well. And especially with people that have porn addictions, this is one of the first things I recommend is do a complete detox from all social media, because it's like if you're a recovering alcoholic and you are hanging out at the bar to socialize, quote unquote, or like just drink water, it's kind of like an unreasonable thing because the micro decisions of somebody making going to a bar just to socialize to eventually drinking is like it's the decisions are so subtle and so slight that it's just a losing battle. So especially people that are recovering from a porn usage, I really highly recommend doing a total detox from this stuff. 
try it for one week, see how you feel, and then go up to four weeks. And then beyond, if you want, some of the guys that are in Ascend that I recommend this to have been doing it for months and they feel incredible. And because they introduce YouTube or whatever on their own terms, and they do it with deliberation and kind of like 30 minutes a day or an hour a day. And it's really life-changing. So yeah, that's it. So if you decide to take up this four-week challenge, please write us a letter on parchment and let us know you're doing it because you can't write us an email. Definitely can't Instagram us. So good luck with that. Okay, last round, final round, Benji. I'm going to hit you with some old school flavor. It's like in boxing, it's not always the fanciest moves that get you the win, that get you the big W. It's the classic, the jab, jab, uppercut. I don't know boxing at all. <laughs> uppercut, I think I got from Street Fighter. Tiger uppercut. Anyway, this one is a classic, which I've said many times and I stick to it because I do have a guy right now who's doing it with his parents, which is to give your phone a bedtime and make it a public space, like give it a bed and a bedtime. Just like with kids, it really helps them a lot. My life flipped around in the best possible way when I learned the power of bedtimes. Even as kids get older, they still need a lot of sleep because they're growing a lot, so you gotta put them to bed, but it regulates them. Otherwise, they could go to sleep super late and then they'll wake up cranky and they're all over the place, right? So. Same with us and same with our phones to give your phone a bedtime and a bed place. So typically kitchen is a good place, far away from your room and also an agreement that you're not gonna turn it on. So it's not only not in your room, but it's off, <laughs> okay? At least on airplane mode. And then you don't turn it back on, you don't turn the Wi-Fi back on until a certain time. So for me, earliest, earliest is seven o'clock, but actually I've been pushing that to eight is the goal. I'm at 7.30 right now. And I'm still battling this myself because there's still a temptation to kind of know what's ahead for the day. Is there any emergencies or anything like that? But I know that's the worst way to start your day. I'm not like checking social media, but even emails. Why would I want to think about emails at 7.30 in the morning, but I'm still working on it to push it back to eight o'clock because there's still like this sneaky voice in my head. But Anyway, it goes off at nine in my house, no internet past nine, and then doesn't turn back on until 7.30 now. So I would recommend that for everybody. And if you're single, to do it together with your parents, to help give your phone to them really helps. And if you're married, to give your phone to your spouse or to have like a common place for both of you. And then you guys just go and read or snuggle or kiss or whatever, right? But you get the phones out of the rooms, right. especially at night. Yeah, that's a great point. One thing that really helped me do that personally is I heard someone say that if you end the day with your phone and you start it with your phone, whatever you're doing on your phone, you're giving your power to whatever your phone is serving you. So whether that's email, the news, social media, feeds, whatever, and you're giving your energy the first thing in the morning and it's going to dictate basically a huge portion of your energy in your day. And he was like, why would you do that? Like, why would you give that amount of power to your phone, right? Or to other people, essentially, what other people have for your agenda. So after I heard of that, I was like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. I did the same thing, Andrew. But what's your last round? Give it to me, buddy. Okay, last round. So let's see. I think this will be very valuable to people that have tried all of these things and still are like, why is it that I believe with all my heart that this thing is the devil and I want to get rid of it and I don't want to spend any time here, but at the same time, I keep doing it and I keep going back to it, right? Sounds a lot like porn and masturbation, to be honest. And that number five is to figure out why you use your phone. Specifically, what is the internal state 
that you are in that tends to lead you to using your phone, right? And I say this because all of the tips that we can give you are great, but to an extent, they're not going to help you for long-term in recovering and in healing this, this addiction unless you address why you have this in the first place. Because it's actually easy to stop a phone addiction. It's actually easy to stop a porn addiction. Physically speaking, like technically speaking, you could get covenant eyes and you just can't access porn anymore on all your devices. You could throw away your phone and your devices. One guy I was talking to would tape his phone to the ceiling every night at a certain time. He would tape it to the ceiling so he couldn't access it, right? You could get all these apps that literally block websites and block access to stuff. But when the rubber hits the road, when you have those decisions you have to make, it's like, man, I'm really stressed today. I'm so lonely and I'm anxious and I just want to isolate and be alone and I just want to be on my phone. It's those moments that you have to ask, why do I feel this and how can I deal with this emotion productively, right? And that's really about introspection. That's really about like, okay, today I feel this desire to just escape and be on my phone. And I know I don't want to, and I know it's not healthy for me. And I know probably it's going to lead me to watching a bunch of stuff for hours that's eventually going to lead to porn or anime or whatever. And I don't want to do that, right? And that's introspection. That's understanding myself and learning how to deal with those triggers, essentially, which are more internal triggers as opposed to external triggers. Deal with it in a productive way that leads you to dealing with every aspect of life in a productive way. So it's subtle, but it's important because when you can understand this, like why is it that I want to escape, then you have dominance over so many aspects of your life, including sexual integrity, porn, masturbation, food addiction, right? Food dependency, relationships, connections, because you start to prioritize what is really truly important, which is you being filled up as a person so that you don't even need your phone anymore, right? You live in a world where you can access your phone, but you just choose not to because you're not appealed by it. You can watch porn because there's no filters and there's no blocking it, but you choose not to because you just don't want to. You know what I'm saying? So that takes time, but that's why we're here for you. That's why, guys, we have the Ascend program where we're checking every single day. We're checking in with you guys and gals about how you're doing emotionally, internally. How are you doing with your North Star? Not, did you use your phone all day today? Did you watch porn? It's like, no. That's secondary. That's a symptom of a deep, that's a byproduct of a deeper issue. That's just a manifestation of something that's going on internally. And it's okay. And we're not here to shame you guys for that because we're dealing with it too. So we're trying to help you understand that this battle is not a, something that you have to do it alone, but really we're here together, right? Anyways, so that's my number five is figure out why you use your phone and journal about it or tell somebody about it and think about it. That's the linchpin of this fight. I don't know who won. Our last points were very different. I know there's one boxing match. It was MMA or boxing, I forget, where they both punched each other in that face and knocked each other out at the exact same time. So maybe we did that. Or maybe we both just hugged at the end and we walked off into the sunset, winning together. No, no, I want to hear what the listeners have to say. (laughs) It's far too competitive for that. Stop trying to self-judge ourselves. (laughs) All right, then, yeah, we're going to end it there. We went five rounds. Who do you think won this battle? Who had the best points? Who had the best strategy? And regardless of who won, that's more for our ego than anything. Please implement the (laughs) strategies that do resonate with you. Not the ones that sound easy Mm. or quickest, but the ones that you know will work. Implement those and watch what happens. Again, these are a lot of them more kind of external, but the internal stuff is talking about it, is working, and that's Ascend Realm stuff. Join the Ascend program if you're struggling with porn. If you're struggling with your phone, just reach out to us and we can just help you out. Okay? Thank you, Benji. Make you go away. 
Yes, we will yeah. make all your pain go away because we are your saviors. Just kidding. No, 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 just no. kidding. We <laughs> just know the value of talking and hearing each other out. So we have a lot of people that we're constantly corresponding with via WhatsApp and all and email. And there's, we have a big team and we have volunteers all around the world. So, But you could talk to your parents. You could talk to your pastors. Talk to somebody. But... Take some of these external strategies, implement them with internal relationships and watch. Watch as you grow. All right, Benji, yeah. let's wrap her up. Thanks, everybody. God bless everything about you. Bye. Hey, everybody, Andrew Love here. And I just wanted to let you know that we have completely revamped our offering known as the Ascend Program. Now, if you've been with us for a while, you know that the Ascend program has been our flagship porn recovery program for years. And we've added a lot of content, we've tweaked things here and there, but recently we've completely done an overhaul in terms of our approach to recovery. And here's why. You see, originally we tried to appeal to everybody and we just let everybody come in. Anybody who said that they wanted to tackle porn, we just let them join and there's a very low barrier of entry. But what we found was that a lot of people who thought they were ready to tackle their porn addiction or who kind of wanted to, they didn't always show up in the best way. And they, in many cases, brought the group dynamic down. And so what we've done is we've made the barrier of entry a little higher. And in turn, we've made our offering much more powerful. Let me explain. So when you sign up now, there is a small fee for everybody to sign up, but you get that money back once you finish that quarter. It's in kind of an escrow as a challenge for you to take your time more seriously because if you put money into something and you're only gonna get it back out if you really try, if you really attend your classes, if you really do all the work, then guess what? Your motivation to do that work is much higher. So that's the first thing. Second thing is we are, of course, offering our weekly call groups as a part of the Ascend program. So you'll have your group that you meet with every single week, and that's super important. But in addition to that, you're going to get daily accountability. You'll be able to message with somebody every single day in order to stay on track with your North Star goal. And more than that, every quarter you get two one-on-one -on -one calls with a high noon staff. That is a one-on-one -on -one call where we do a deep dive into where you're at and where you're going. And we help you to diagnose precisely what actions will be most useful for your time, for your energy, so that you can get the biggest results for your energy spent. So we are doing our best here at Highland to make sure that you grow the most in the shortest amount of time. It's all a part of our new roadmap that we've created. Anyway, we've been doing this for a while, but we are always getting better and better. And this quarter, the first quarter in 2023, is going to be monumental. So please sign up for this Ascend program. Take it super seriously and just watch what happens. Watch how your life transforms in a short period of time.